0: Happy Tuesday, if you're listening on this Tuesday. It's a beautiful Tuesday in South Florida, and welcome to the Purple Portal, my purple portal and your purple portal. I would love to share this hour with you. This is your host, the somewhat reluctant mystic, Elaine Bartlett, the wanderer and the wonderer. And I bring you thoughts and ideas and insights to those of you who are authentically asking for greater understanding and for a possible larger personal journey to your inner freedom. So this hour is a cosmic hour. It's really devoted to everything cosmic. I've been in the cosmic line of... Thinking for probably about 45 years now, which is great because I was only one year old when I started it, so there you have it. But that's what a seeker does, a wanderer. As a matter of fact, this year, in this year of closings and endings, that's what 2016 is all about ending anything that you've ever been doing that's now finished. Well, your host here has given up seeking. And I can't tell you how freeing that is. Finally, after years of looking at pretty much the same material from one end of the spectrum to the other, there is nothing to seek. What you seek is already within you. So it's kind of a a very peculiar uh, dropping of everything. And it's, a lightening up and if nothing else you actually feel as if you've lost 20 pounds and your whole demeanor is lighter your eyes are brighter i don't know if you if any of you have ever tried to give up sweets for now well, let's say a 3 day window you actually see more clearly you actually from the sweets you had like a sugar haze well I believe when we're still seeking, we have a seeking haze. So it is so magical to give up. There's no religion. There's no creed. There's no belief system. You don't have to look for the next guru. You don't have to climb the next mountain. You don't have to purge. You don't have to become a vegetarian. You don't have to become vegan. It is so freeing that... Perhaps as we share our time together, some of it will magically help you to get to the same point of view. I would wish nothing greater for anyone. So today, because this is a show that we're sharing, it's a sharing show, I invite you to call in. I'm in the studio today, and so you're free to call in. And first you will connect with Jeff, and then you'll be right plugged into me. And that number is 321-806-3159. Once again, it's 321-806-3159. So I do hope you'll take advantage of that. And if you would like to email me at some point with any of your questions or wonderings or inquiries, you could do that on the, on the email site that I've developed just for this particular radio station and my listeners. And that is purpleportal777 at gmail.com. Purple as in the color, portal777 at gmail.com. I'd also love you to go check out my website, Higher Consciousness, and that's an unusual spelling of higher, it's H-I-E-R-C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S.com, higherconsciousness.com. So we sure have enough to talk about today, although I was having a private consultation with me on the phone this morning. And I was sharing with her the importance of staying so present that you really don't know what you're going to speak about in the next moment. Most people have lost that completely, but it's really quite refreshing. So I kind of joked with her and said, I have no idea what I'll be speaking about on the radio today. And she thankfully does listen and kind of encouraged me to stay right on track with The not knowing. So it's kind of fun to be in the present moment. And the fun is actually enhanced by the fact that you become so aware of your presence and so alert that it's pretty neat. You know, oftentimes you've been in a conversation and someone's saying something, you're really not listening, You're three steps ahead of them as to what you think you're going to answer them. Ah, That's one of the things you could really give up in this last month of 2016, this vibration of bye-bye, let's get over this stuff. Wouldn't that be great to stay so present in a conversation that you're actually with the person? Hmm, That'd be neat. I love that thought. So we have a lot of things going on here today, actually in the cosmos, but that's kind of today too. Neptune, good old Neptune, which is the planet that brings in mysticism, number one. It brings in the concept of spirit, the ill-fated concept connected with spirit known as religions, and it brings in every sort of, if you will, high and holy condition. On the downside, it brings just the opposite. It brings deception, lack of clarity. It brings uh, mysticism run amuck. It brings in governments and religions that are no longer honorable. And so... Oh, it also brings in alcohol and drugs. It brings in not only medicine used on the high side, medicine used on the very low and darkest side. So it's a very interesting thing that Neptune, which has been in Pisces for a long time now, and it's been what we call retrograde. Retrograde means it would appear to be going backward in the skies, but it's actually just an appearance. Well, headed into its retrograde situation on June 12th of this year. And this past Saturday, it actually went direct, meaning it started its forward motion. And it will be going forward now for many, many months. And somewhere in the first 10 days of March in 2017, the energies of Neptune will be a lot crisper a lot more usable for you. My sense is a lot has to be kind of cleared out between now and March about all the deceptions and the misappropriation of monies, your money, your tax money. Where's some of that going? Why is that simply disappearing from the Pentagon over and over again? What are these black holes that they talk about? So Neptune has been responsible, actually, for kind of hiding some of that stuff, along with its good friend Pluto, which now the dilemma is, oh, they say Pluto's not a planet. Well, (laughs) okay, fine. According to the whole infrastructure of astrology, we still count on that energy field as a directive in what we're all about. So... I'm counting on greater clarity now that Neptune has gone direct, greater sense of being forthright, self-honesty. You can't be honest with someone else if you're not honest with yourself. And I don't know about you, but I see a lot of dishonesty within, within the person themselves there should be a greater sense of authenticity. And won't it be wonderful when I say to you, yes, and my yes is authentic, or I say no, and that is authentic? What a world. Neptune also kind of rules dreamland and never, never land. Some people this month, now remember, we're still under the Well, actually, it's not true. We've just stepped out of the sign of Scorpio, death and dying. So many people indeed have left. But since the year is devoted to shedding and leavings, during the next four weeks, four or five weeks, there will still be many leavings. This Neptune energy, which is now sweeping into a more forceful and forward mode, is going to bring a healing from old emotional wounds. Now, that's something that, as I watch the world, people are running so fast and so furiously away from themselves and denying their wound that they're not aware or they're too afraid to invest themselves in embracing the wounds and loving them back into a part of themselves. What part of you is so wounded that you can't actually embrace it? And therefore, you actually can't function as a whole human being. I'm going to talk more about wounds in just a moment, but I want to give you some of the other things that Neptune is going to bring forward here. The strong possibility of... First of all, making addictions visible. And then healing addictions. And I don't care if your addiction is to potato chips or crack cocaine. Everything can be looked at. If your addiction is to violence, if your addiction is to theft, if your addiction is to hatred, there are habit patterns that have sunk in and never been quite properly addressed. Usually, there's a very good reason for these patterns. If you look deeply enough, and if you can love yourself enough, and perhaps love the person you've made judgment about enough, you'll see that these patterns or these addictions, they can be dropped. Everything that's hidden, because Neptune Neptune is in charge of all things hidden. So, for example, if you doubt who your father was, that may come up at the, at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You'll never know. So what's ever been hidden, either by, by others for you or you within yourself, and you will now just simply, without a whole lot of fuss and muss, bring it up, bring it up. Give it a big hug. Spend a few days hugging it. Then it's done. You've integrated it back into yourself. And it's almost as if it's something called soul recovery. You've recovered your spirit. I think there's pieces, parts of us hanging out in lots of different dimensions other than planet Earth. And what a concept to walk around this particular planet in our natural state of wholeness and perfection. This is the cycle. Now, I I think it'll be very intense. My gut feeling is it's going to be intense from this past Saturday right on through the spring equinox, where there can actually be a recovery from the psychic wounding of war. And I live in a pocket down in South Florida where I'm very aware that many people They've been physically damaged by war and certainly mentally damaged, but psychically damaged is a whole other ballgame. And that psychic damage is deeper than, God forbid, they've lost a leg or an arm or something. The psychic damage permeates every cell of their body. So as they can take a better, more clear and honest look, At war, everything can heal in that direction. The other point of clarity, and this will be interesting to watch, is clarity within the system of medicine that is very prevalent in the United States and big pharma. And these two systems, I think more and more is going to come about because of the misuse of of the energies of Western medicine, as well as big pharma. And I just think even doctors are going to start looking differently. You know, there's a tremendous series that's been out now for many months. I believe now it's even available easily online. I don't know if there's a book on it. I haven't followed it that closely. After I saw the whole deal of it, I kind of put it down but it's called The Truth About Cancer. And I know that this goes against the traditional thinking, and it's hard for people to accept that maybe by changing your approach to life and your nutrition and trying other modalities, just maybe you can heal without the ghastly, deadly side effects of chemotherapy and radiation. So there's a lot that this Neptune's going to bring to the surface. And one final thing that I believe it will bring is connected with our prisons and prison reform. Thankfully, my own life was not directly touched by someone in prison or had been in prison or has gone to prison. That's a gift. That's a great blessing. And I am so thankful for that. But it didn't make me immune to learning about it and wondering about it and having empathy for not only the conditions, but the reasoning why some people have been imprisoned for the smallest infractions. And perhaps if they had been born at a different time or a different color or a different race or a different town, they wouldn't be locked away. For 20, 30, 40, a lifetime of years. It's time it's time for that whole system to be revamped. I know there's some people in there that have done probably some terrible things. I have had terrible things done to myself and at the time thought hmm that person should be in prison. Thankfully I let that go and... I just went about my life. I let that go because some very wise person came up, came up to me at the time. I was in my early 20s, and someone had done a great, great deal of damage to me. And they should have gone to prison. And yet this person came up and said, and he didn't know me very well, he said, remember, judge not, God will judge. That instant, I put it down. About nine or 10 years later, I had an actual phone call from the person who did me so much harm, apologizing. Certainly, he was sorry. I didn't have to do a thing. His whole family had been completely destroyed. And it was pretty remarkable to see that, really, in the long run, just find that presence within and everything else is absolutely a-okay. So that's some of the Neptune stuff. And the next thing that's happening is uh, this is actually happening on December 1st. so it's it's beginning now. the energy is beginning to shift and I've become very aware of when energies are beginning to shift. It means the week can be a little tumultuous and unsettled and you might feel as if uh, you're walking in a house of mirrors. I will tell you, be careful of where you're walking. be present. And that sense of imbalance, or maybe you've had just a little one-too-many cocktail, something's happening within our infrastructure. So what's happening on December 1st is Chiron, or some people pronounce it Chiron, who is the wounded warrior, is also going right. And the wounded warrior is in Pisces. Pisces is the hidden house. It's, it's the house of hidden. It's the house of drugs. It's the house of institutions and prisons. So you see, these two energies are very, very connected at this time. The wounded warrior that's in you, that wounded warrior, again, through the Chiron energy, needs loving. It needs loving. You know, last week I wasn't actually on the air live, simply because... I was in no condition to get to the studio. I had taken a fall, and it was a bad fall. But it showed me a lot, and I'm very thankful that, indeed, I'm in one piece. At the time, I kind of wondered how many pieces, parts were out there. But it brought up even more emotional healing. And for me to take a look at, what am I addicted to? How did I generate this dreadful situation? And it brought up a sense of sadness. And as the days wore on, the sadness became more and more intense. Yes, my body was hurting. I understand that. I'm a big girl. I'm not a whiner. And so I can deal with that. And as someone invested in the healing arts for all of her adult life, I knew, I knew the drill. I knew what to do. And I did it, and I did it well. But the sadness came because this was a situation that actually occurred on public property. And it occurred at someone's negligence, the school board's negligence. The entire school board did not have proper lighting at a place where I had to pick up a grandchild. And their lack of attention to safety really caused me a big, big problem. And I looked at that, and I have to tell you, at first I was angry. And then what kept coming back to me is, wait a minute. I'm part of the family of this community. I'm part of the family of man. These people are teaching my children and my grandchildren about life. And to this day, two weeks later, not one of these people have picked up the phone to simply say, we're thinking of you. Are you okay? Can I bring you a cup of tea? Nothing. What kind of families are we invested in here? What is this? And As my hurt wore on about that situation, I really had to understand that they're doing the best they can, but what further got my goat was they didn't call me. They decided they would call my son, who had taken a picture of me and done a meter reading on the deficiency of light at this park, and no one ever addressed it. Still... So what I really found most annoying was, okay, my son in his lovely letter had said, uh, I'm the grandmother and his mother. I don't know whether that just didn't register that that alone deserved a little respect. But what was really interesting, he actually did get the phone call. He got the phone call from some chap called an insurance adjuster who wanted, his only concern, of course, was, was I going to have a lawsuit? My reaction to that was, mm-hmm. you know what, sir? I was born in the United States of America. I was educated in the United States of America. I speak the King's English fairly well. I'm an author. I'm a lecturer. I have, a, I have my own radio show. Why wouldn't you pick up the phone and give me the courtesy of responding to you. So I think what's been making me sad is our lack of real, honest love for one another. Our simple concern. It made me understand, ah, this planet, it needs, it needs a reset button. You know, my simple thing of course, brings everything else into focus very clearly. And it was interesting, because for three days, I actually could not open an eye, and I, I, that was not lost on me either. I thought, wow, I have to really look within. The presence within wants me to see things from a whole different perspective. And I do. And the perspective, which I've had before, but now it's, it's more intense. I have a great, great sadness for humanity and the so-called family of man. We're no, we're no more a family than the man and the moon down here. And all this great talking and, uh, pol- well, the polarity. I've been on that case for six months. What's happened to us? What's happened? So that's my experience with Neptune and the wounded warrior energy. Okay. We've also something lovely, something lovely happened yesterday, although I don't think the Neptune energy and the Chiron energy is not lovely. I actually simply believe it's very powerful energy, and it's energy designed to have us take a better look at how are we running things, what are you really seeing, what are you seeing, and how are you embracing it, or are you running from it? Well, at any rate, yesterday, the 21st, the sun finally came out of Scorpio, where I've been rattling my lips for a month about, oh, the cycle of death and dying and rebirth and transformation. Well, we're now under the sign of Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is kind of like as hopeful and happy as the, as the Scorpio energy is kind of doom and gloom. So the Sagittarius energy really brings in a case of expansiveness, a sense of gratitude for everything you've got, and isn't it interesting that here we are in a few more days going to have the American symbol of thanks, which is Thanksgiving, although that too has been dreadfully commercialized and bastardized, but be that as it may, do your best with coping with it, but in small ways all month, try on gratitude for the simple abundances that you have been given. You have been given the privilege of experiencing a physical reality, which not a lot of beings get to do. You may not like the physical reality, but you're having the experience and it's working through you. Be grateful, in, as in my case, I'm grateful that 10 days to 14 days after the fact, both my eyes are open and working. I'm grateful that nothing was broken. But that's a pers- these are personal things, but you each have personal things. Are you grateful for the breath that you took? Because perhaps someone this morning is no longer here and they're not taking a breath. Not in this dimension anyway. Are you grateful for your family, however dysfunctional it is? You know, as, as a counselor and, and healer and watcher for many years, I am hard-pressed to figure that there are many functional families out there. I believe we're all doing our best and we're all functioning as best we can. So perhaps in that respect, we are functional families because we're functioning. And the dysfunction is because people are no longer authentic and they're hurting And they bottle things up that maybe shouldn't have been bottled up. So all of this you can be grateful for. You can be grateful for a happy life if you've had one. You can be grateful for a sad life. You can be grateful for romances that ran amok and romances that are thriving. You can be grateful that you have some food on the table today. So from the smallest things, gratitude the entire month is going to help you. I will give you this little heads up about Thursday. Not that I want to sow any seeds, but I will share with you there are a couple of aspects that can make emotions spiral out of control, especially if you've had one drink too many or "You carry one opinion too many. I can just see the battlefields at Thanksgiving tables where someone dares to breathe one word one way or another about whomever is headed for the White House uh, and and give them a drink or give them a joint of pot if that's how you say it, I'm not sure, but you get the you get the meaning. It's going to be all over the map. So I would be very careful to keep things in moderation. You may not have a lot to say that day, which would be healthier for you, because actually fists could be flying. That's that's how intense certain energy could be, uh, right around dinner time. Mm-hmm. Or uh, let me take a better look at that. Yeah, dinner time. And a little eight o'clock in the evening, so now people are getting a little tired and cantankerous, and the kids are whining, and people are cranky. So heads up, and do your best to, to be what you really are, which is a person who is a carrier of light. Do your best to step into that role, please. You'll be much happier, and you may not come away with a black eye. Okay, I do encourage you, once again, if you feel like it, please call in 321-806-3159. 321-806-3159. Some of you just may want to share your happiest thoughts of Thanksgiving, or the Thanksgiving that really went amok. You know, Thanksgiving is one of those days, it's the best of days, and it's the most treacherous of days. Because you're supposed to be so happy, happy. I remember my happiest Thanksgiving was probably about seven or eight years ago when my sister, who was still alive at the time, I had just started a new adventure in California, and she journeyed out to be with me for Thanksgiving. I knew nothing. I knew no one, and she knew less than that. And so Thanksgiving Day dawned, and I didn't even have a pot or a pan in the house, it was that new, and we decided we would take a ride up the Pacific Coast. And up we headed aimlessly, but happily, and and the wind was howling, and as we went further north, because this was in Northern California, it got a little chillier and a little chillier, and finally, we're now hungry. It's about four in the afternoon, and we're hungry campers ready for some form of Thanksgiving, and not only were there no restaurants, nothing was open to begin with. And yet, over a cliff, there was a little Mexican casita restaurant that we pulled into. had the most magical, happiest Thanksgiving possible. Quietly, lovingly celebrating each other, the Pacific Ocean, and the most ridiculous combination of food not a turkey in sight. And it was my best ever. So please call in and share some of your Thanksgivings. I'd love to hear it. All right. So let me see what else Saj is going to be doing for you. Oh, good old Saj. It brings opportunities. So keep your antenna up for opportunities. There's golden opportunities in the month of December. If your antenna is up, and if you're ready, and if it's your time. It's a time where it's easier to reach goals and actually manifest some of your objectives. The little string, of course, the catch is, you have to know what your objectives are, and it would be awfully helpful to have a goal to know what you're going to reach. Sage also... You see, Sag is ruled by the magical planet Jupiter, which is expansion and benevolence. People love to be born under the sign of Sagittarius because it's just goodness personified. Unless, of course, it's the downside of Sag, which is overly jovial, Mr. Backslapper at his worst, and the complete knockdown, fallout, drunk. So you see, every sign has its wonderful spots and can easily sink into the depths of, uh uh-oh. Sagittarius generally also brings with it being in the right place at the right time. Anytime that happens to you, that you just all of a sudden instinctively understand, oh, I was just in the right place at the right time. What good luck, what good fortune. That's a day actually where Jupiter was activating something in your chart very, very constructively. And generally, the Sagittarian themselves, or a person with Sag rising, more often than not, dang it, they are lucky and they're in the right place at the right time. Sometimes it actually seems as if things just fall into their lap with little or no effort. And it's true. Sometimes things do just fall into their lap and good fortune strikes. My son is a Sagittarius, and when, after he graduated from college, he took a year off to work, and then he decided he wanted to become an architect. And his dear mother was kind of probably not right on board initially, thinking, oh my goodness, number one, where am I going to get the money to help him do this? And number two, he has absolutely zero background in architecture. Well, my son researched it, and plotted and looked around and decided this is, the, this is a good school. This will help me with monies, da-da-da-da. And so he applied, uh, almost by the seat of his pants, he applied to a wonderful school called Georgia Tech up in Atlanta. And we then had to go up there to, for the interview. And again, I'm thinking, oh, we look like two hillbillies from South Florida no real financial oomph behind us, and no no large portfolio, nothing. And that week, I don't know whether we looked so pathetic or what, that week he got the call. He was one of 15 chosen for this program. That's the kind of luck of the Sagittarius. Now, I will tell you, it wasn't pure luck. He's, he's a bright man, and he certainly did as much due diligence to prepare for whatever kind of test you need to test yourself to become an architect. So the work was there, the intention was there, the drive was there, the goal was there, and the universe then smiled upon him as the universe often does for Sagittarian energy. Interestingly, some of you are listening and probably whining or pouting with, I'm not a Sagittarian, And I beg to differ with you. One twelfth of your chart has Sagittarian energy, if not more. It's just learning to tap in. Where is that energy? Is it hidden? Do you need to bring it forth? Is it in your house of communication? Is it in your house of marriage? Is it in your career? It's somewhere. That's the value of looking into yourself. You're really worth looking into. I don't know. I don't know how many of you look into yourself, but you're pretty special and uh, you might find yourself rather interesting if you took the time to contemplate and research and investigate the essence of you. Under the sign of Sagittarius, this is something for all, all signs, you can actually begin a whole new direction. And plot out a new course. So that's fun. Now, I say that cautiously. We are in the last month of the year. Uh, by the December 1st, we will be there. And entering that month, you know, it is an ending month. And it's an ending year. And it is the cycle of Christmas. So the stars would have to really be twinkling on you for the sense of total new beginnings, it may be that the new beginnings come after the first of our universal year, 2017, or after the first of the Chinese new year, which will be January 28th. So there's many, there's many waves, if you will, you know, and you are a wave in the ocean. You're not separate from the ocean. You're just a wave in it and the ocean will push you and your dreams up onto the shore when it wants to and when you're ready so there's lots of opportunities here it's also a time where you can intensify things things that need to be intensified or emphasized can easily be emphasized now You want to be careful with that, because emphasis can go both ways. Let's suppose you're in a crummy relationship. It can be emphasized. You know, it's kind of like that you're always going to these parties and your partner drives you nuts. Well, it can be exacerbated and emphasized. But so can be emphasized now. People can recognize you, and it's called a bonus, and it's called a round of thanks, and... Tribulations for your hard work, for who you are, for what you've done. So it's truly a lovely time. Hmm. Ambitions. Look at your ambitions. Do your ambitions actually suit the you that you are now? You may still be clinging to some ambitions that you put in place, or parents put in place, or teachers put in place years ago. And quite frankly, if you were authentic, you no longer have any drive, or joy, or love, or or ambition for what it is you're doing. So in a cycle of closure, and I know the world is uncomfortable with this, you're free to throw it all overboard. You're free to Just start again. You know, if you dream of a lovely, I don't know, place to live and you're not there now, what's wrong with finding it? Yes, it takes a little work. It might take a little digging. It might take rolling up your sleeves and it might take you giving up what you're clinging to that oftentimes is making you sick. If you're sick right now, take a good look at what needs to be dropped. What is the emotional baggage that once you drop it, the sickness can heal? Healing is instantaneous when you welcome it. And I know that goes against all conventional medicine. Which is why, when I had my little boo-boo a couple of weeks ago, there was no way I would go near a Western doctor. I didn't want them to feed me their drugs and their line of thinking. All healing is in this moment. And that's true for every moment. I think you're going to need a lot of patience, especially up in the Northeast at this time. Any of you that are rushing around, be careful, be careful, because patience is going to be tested. And when you learn the patience, you will persevere and overcome some obstacles. So don't allow yourself to become rattled or dismayed. If things become time crunched or too tough, just let it be. Sometimes you have to cut your losses. Sometimes you have to pick up the pieces and begin again. You'll know the time. You'll know what to do. All right, so that's a bit about Sagittarius. And all right, I've talked about Thanksgiving a little bit. One of the things that I'm very thankful for this year is my newfound love affair with talking to you on the radio. I get to love you with my voice, with my thoughts, with my feelings, in a way that I never could if I didn't have this wonderful opportunity. So it's probably one of the bigger things that I am most thankful as a happening for in 2016. Look to the things that seem to be good, And look to the things that seem to be, in your judgment, less than good. Sometimes they're the better things. I'm also thankful for, at the beginning of this year, a strong, (laughs) very strong bout of bronchitis that actually knocked me out of commission for four months. And it totally revamped me in such a wonderful, magical way that that book, too, will be coming out in 2017. So as much as I was able to communicate with the essence of bronchitis and really appreciate it from that point of view, it gives me even greater opportunities to expand, expand my ability to touch another person, to perhaps give them a sense of hope And hang on and patience and treating yourself from a whole higher and actually holier, meaning wholesome paradigm. You can do it. We can do it. I look at it this way if I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) All right. I was looking. Oh, yeah. This one other thing crossed my desk this morning. Hmm. And this is about, this is actually from my. Delightful galactic information, which I keep threatening that I'll be sharing more of with you. And so far, haven't quite gotten into the galactic yet. But here's one thing that I found so interesting. There is much rearrangement occurring aboard time ship Earth. There are many colliding belief systems. Humanity is divided. It is not only divided on the outside, but inwardly as well. Everything comes from mind. Our minds joined together, make the collective. We are, so they say, and I believe, we are still in the midst of frequency wars. How about that, as a thought? You and I are in the midst of frequency wars. All the darkness is bubbling over to the surface. There can be no peace on earth without inner change. As we each resolve our inner duality, the external world magically changes. Now we are called to remember our power by simply plugging back into source energy. It's time to be brave. I'll say, I'll say it's a time to be brave. And what this little face to the pavement taught me in the last couple of weeks is most human beings are not very brave. There's a great sense of cowardness and reluctance. However, it is time to be brave. And it's a time to embrace our cowardice and understand where it comes from so that we can heal. It keeps going back to you need to be restored to your whole complete perfect radiance your beauty needs to come again you know a couple of days ago i had to go on a i had to go out into a store and i was horrified because truly my face was quite black and blue and i was at the counter and this beautiful woman from jamaica looked at me and she really looked at me and she said You've taken a bad fall. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? She came around the counter, gave me a hug, and said, Oh, darling, in her beautiful, beautiful Jamaican dialect, Oh, darling, your beauty will come back. I thought I would cry right then and there. I cried because of her love and her compassion. There's the humanity of man in a woman, not of my culture, not of my race, not of my color, but absolutely one with me. Uh, so we're learning a lot. We're learning to step out, step up, reclaim our beauty, reclaim our radiance, strut our stuff Correctly. This is what it's about. So it goes back to can you will you. I know that this time goes very quickly that I'm with you and I'm always I'm always amazed that it goes so quickly. But I do want to wish you each a blessed profoundly wonderful Thanksgiving. I want you to love yourself. I want you to love your family even if there's been a quarrel. Embrace them. Time is short. Be thankful today. I am thankful for you. This is Elaine Bartlett saying Happy Thanksgiving.